Hi, I'm Natalie Mullen, former people pleaser and queen of doing way too much, turned holistic life coach and wellness educator for purpose-seeking women of color and allies. Welcome to From a Full Cup. On this podcast, I teach you how to use the 12 pillars of wellness to discover your purpose, up-level your well-being, and create the life of your dreams, because we all deserve to be fulfilled, and you simply can't pour from an empty cup. Through candid conversations, insightful interviews, and motivational nuggets, you'll feel inspired, empowered, and supported as together we navigate this thing called life, holistically and with your well-being at the center. If you're committed to personal development and you're ready for more, you're in the right place. Now let's get started. Hey y'all, this is the seventh episode. And the thing is, I keep saying that it's, you know, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, but I also have the off the cuff episodes. So the number's actually higher, but I don't really count those. So seven it is. Anyways, I am still loving this and I, you know, was thinking about something. I was listening to a podcast. It's called Slowpreneur and I'll put it in the show notes. And, you know, one of the things that Stephanie, who's the podcast host, was talking about is just this idea that, you know, you're creating this podcast and it's nice, but it's kind of going out there into the stratosphere. You don't really know, like you can tell that people are listening based on your downloads, but you, it's not really a conversation. And I'm trying to think, how can this be more of a conversation? Because I really want it to be a co creation, co-learning space and opportunity and experience. Just because I'm a wellness educator doesn't mean I have all the answers. I learn new things every day. And people who teach me things may not be wellness educators or wellness coaches. And a lot of times we think that you have to have a credential or you have to have a certain designation to be qualified to teach something. But honestly, the best teacher is experience. So anyways, Feel free to send me an email or a message and just let me know if this podcast resonates with you, any topics or episodes, and let's get talking. So last week we were talking about how to get things started and take the first step in doing something new, and I hope it was helpful because we all have things that we need to do, and no one, and I mean no one, can skip step one. It's time for the Take Action segment celebrating friends, clients, and podcast listeners who are able to take action and move the needle forward. And today, I want to shout out myself. Yes, your girl, Natalie. And let me tell you why. So I have to shout out my friend, Safia, because without her help, this whole two-minute spiel that I'm about to do would not have been possible. So I've been wanting to do Instagram reels and or TikTok videos for months, at least since January. And we are now at the end of May. But I am not a social media person. I have been off of social media for several years and it was very difficult to come back on and start new accounts this year and start from scratch. And do I post things? Not really, but I want to get better because at the end of the day, I understand that as a business owner and just more importantly, someone who wants to share wellness and personal development and empowerment tips with the world, I understand that I need to be more visible so I can get my message heard. So I'm working on it. I've definitely become more comfortable over time. And this podcast has been really good because it's helped me 
put myself out there on a public platform because anybody in the world could be listening to this. I really have no control. So anyways, social media, it's a little typical. Even for me to upload one picture to Instagram, I don't know why it takes me 30 minutes, but you know, it does. And a lot of things technology-wise just don't seem to cooperate. And I don't really understand why the struggle is so real, but still we move forward. So anyways, I remember I messaged my friend Safi and I said, Safi, I just need help to do these videos. And I'm like, I just want you to be in the room. I just need moral support or guidance or your presence. I don't know what it is, but I just need somebody. Safi was like, yeah, sure, I'll come. We had so much fun. I actually talked a little bit more about this on my off the cup episode called Clutch Friends. So you can go and listen to that. But the point is I have three TikTok videos up as of now and a reel and you know they'll develop over time and they'll get better and whatever but I'm proud of what I put out because the point is I put out something and you just have to get started for anybody who might be in that same boat you just want to start a channel or start an account and you don't know if you're going to get any followers you don't know if you're going to get any likes listen you just have to not look at that thing you have to just put your head down and just kind of burrow through. You just have to kind of do what needs to be done. And so feel free to check out the videos. I'm going to put them down at the bottom and you can give me some feedback or a critique or a like or encouragement, whatever. And if you've taken action, please send me an email. Or if you're listening on Spotify, you can just hit reply on this episode and let me know so that I can celebrate you. So today we're talking about the 12 elements of wellness, and then mental wellness versus physical wellness. And this is a topic I've really wanted to talk about pretty much since the beginning. And maybe I should have put it earlier, but I mean, I'm still pretty early on, so it's okay. But this is a topic I'm actually pretty passionate about. And I really want to help others understand what wellness is all about, because I think there are a lot of misconceptions and a lot of misunderstandings, and also the narrative of how wellness is portrayed in the social media is really, really one-sided. So before I even get started, I will give you a story. Two stories. So one, I remember thinking, you know, I'm really passionate about wellness. I'm really passionate about becoming aware of one's own self and doing things to support your own well-being journey that are in alignment with your goals and values and the vision you have for your life. I'm really passionate about intentionality and thinking of what is going to make you feel good, not just in the moment, but make you feel good for the future that you've envisioned for yourself. I'm really big about peace and rest and operating in ease and flow and just ditching the hustle mode, ditching the grind, ditching the busy, ditching the overwhelm, ditching stress, ditching disconnection from self. I just feel like a lot of us are walking around almost as zombies. We're just like programmed machines because society has made it that we are one way and people are not resisting. And I just think that we need to be like the resistance. So anyways, I know I've already talked about this a little bit. So I was thinking like, how can I 
do more of this and how can I help people? Because I was helping a lot of people and they were like always telling me, oh my gosh, Natalie, this is such good advice or I knew you would help me. Thank you so much. And I wanted to help people more and more formally. So I was looking for what certifications could I do. I knew I wanted to go to some, take some kind of program or course. And I eventually ended up doing a wellness coaching certification. But as I was looking at all the programs, so many of the programs were looking, were almost like a wellness slash health coach. They were talking about diet. They were talking about exercise. And I agree that those things are important and they're also important to me, but that was not the contribution I wanted to make to the world. That was not the kind of information I was sharing with people that was impacting and transforming their lives. What, what I was sharing was more about the mental awareness, the mindset, the empowerment, helping people realize they don't need permission to do certain things, that they can do it. And then some people just giving them the permission, giving them that support to go do the things that they want to do, to take the action, to move the needle forward, but looking at it from a holistic lens, because I definitely believe in the interconnectivity of basically all areas of life. I finally stumbled upon this one certification that talked about the 12 elements of wellness. And this is when I knew, okay, this makes sense for me. And I'm going to get into that in just a second. My other story is, you know, I was just supposed to do a speaking engagement the other day and it actually got canceled. And this happened for two different reasons. One is an internal reason. But then the other was I was looking at the flyer that they created for my workshop and the flyer had a person doing yoga on it. And I was so confused because I said, what does this yoga have to do with my wellness and self-care workshop? And I realized that the person who created the flyer, they had their own idea of what wellness looked like. And the thing is, if you know me, you know I personally do not like yoga. My body just does not bend in such ways. And, you know, it's just not my cup of tea. So for me to have a flyer that has yoga on it is just very off-brand for me as an individual and very off-brand for me in terms of my contribution to wellness because again I am focused on mental wellness and so it was these two things that showed me there is a lot of conflict I could give you more stories if you go onto TikTok right now and you type in wellness you're gonna see all sorts of things that almost all have nothing to do with mental wellness a lot of it has to do with the body, whether exercise or or certain creams or pills or certain cold plunges and all sorts of things. And I'll have to talk about that at another time. But this is just completely not at all what I think about when I think about mental wellness. And I'm not saying it's not related. It is related. So anyways, maybe I'll just get into talking about the 12 elements of wellness. And I want to state that these 12 elements are not necessarily concrete. This is what I was taught through the program that I took, and this is what makes sense to me and aligns with my thinking. But I have also seen other numbers. So I've seen seven elements of wellness or eight or nine, but I've always felt like they kind of were leaving things out. So I stick with this 12. This is the framework that I coach my clients from. This is the claim. This is the framework from which I 
think about wellness and how I was educated and how I choose to teach as well. So we have the 12 elements of wellness and the first circle is an inner circle. And these are things which are more physically related. And this is food, body, air, water, rest, and sign. And then you have the outer layer. And this is spirituality, finances, career, mindset, purpose, and relationships. And I'm going to link a picture of this wheel. And you can even take a picture of it. It's so helpful when you're trying to analyze your own wellness journey. And I might even have a tracker. We'll see if that gets done in time. So what's important to note about these 12 elements of wellness is that they are all connected to each other. And I'm going to, so let me give an example of how. So for example, let's just say you are feeling tired. You just notice every day you're tired and you're not getting enough sleep. So this impacts the element of rest. But the reason why you're tired is because you're working three jobs. And so this now affects the element of careers. But the reason why you're working three jobs is because none of the jobs are paying you enough for you to live your desired lifestyle. So now you see how this impacts your finances. But because you're working those three jobs, you don't have any time to be at home. So you never get to talk to your loved ones. And so your relationships are strained. So now we see how this affects your relationships. And because your relationships are strained, you feel very down, you feel lonely, you feel unsupported, you feel like you are not connected to anyone. So now this is impacting your mindset. So I can't remember how many I just gave, but I think that was about five different elements. And you can see how they're all connected to each other. And so one of the big issues when we think about going to the doctor or maybe just going to a consultant or a coach or whoever, it doesn't matter, or therapist, anything like that. Sometimes people are only looking at one issue. So for example, let's say you go to the doctors and you are experiencing stomach pain. So the doctor might ask you, okay, you know, describe the symptoms to me. What have you eaten recently? What's changed in your life recently? And they're really looking for one specific answer that might explain why you're having these stomach issues. And I'm sure a lot of us have been to the doctors and have gone back several times because it's really difficult to get to the root issue or the root cause. But let's say, for example, you have stomach pain. Maybe the stomach pain is caused by stress and the stress is caused by financial issues. And these financial issues are impacting your marriage. And now you're depressed. And the depression is showing up as a stomachache. So, you know, there is a whole bunch of dots to connect to get to the root cause. Now, if you work with a naturopath or a health coach, it's different, right? Their whole structure is different and it's meant to dig deep to really figure out what are the issues. What are the underlying issues that are causing the challenges that you're facing? And then their job is to not just treat the one issue, for instance, the stomach hurting, 
they actually are going to help you go back and figure out, okay, well, let's deal with the finances and the marriage and the whatever, because that is the root underlying issue. And I really think that this is one of the problems why our world is facing so many medical issues is because if we were able to go back and connect the dots, we would realize that a lot of the challenges are actually coming from other sources or other things that are happening in our lifestyle. And it might be showing up in our bodies. And I actually learned in my program that a lot of people are sent to wellness coaches by their doctors because after a while, all of the stresses of life end up showing up in people's health. And so now they have health problems, but their health problems kind of pass what a doctor would do because they need more support to work through them because now they need to change the lifestyle. So it's just really interesting how everything kind of connects to each other. And even though personally, I never knew anything about wellness coaches like a year ago, I didn't, I don't even think I had heard of a wellness coach or a health coach. But now I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And it's really important to think about that continuity of care and who is your care support system. And we'll probably have to do another episode on this, but just off the top of my head, I think that everyone should have a family doctor, but you also need a therapist. You also need some kind of coach. It could, you might be a financial coach. It might be a business coach. It might be a relationship coach. It depends on like what the situation is for your life, but some kind of coach or support system or support person, maybe a spiritual person, a pastor, or just a spiritual leader, a spiritual advisor, someone who's helps you with movement, whether a personal trainer or something like that, just for different areas of your life. So if you can have different people who are caring for different areas of your life and are able to support you in different areas of your life, this helps you with your holistic wellness and your holistic well-being. So just something to think about. When I think about mental wellness, I'm really thinking about that outer layer. And for me, mental wellness is really centered on mindset and purpose. Now, when I think about mindset, I can think about things like resilience and emotional intelligence and self-worth and self-love and personal development and growth and self-advocacy. So the formal definition for mental wellness, or one definition, I should say, is that it refers to the overall state of our mental and emotional well-being. And it's about maintaining a healthy mindset, managing our emotions, and fostering positive mental health. And the same way we take care of our physical health, and there's so much attention given to exercise and eating well and our nutrition and supplements, we also need to take care of our mental wellness and think about our thoughts, what are our feelings, what are our actions, what are our behaviors, what is our inner self-talk, and how is that impacting how we show up in the world? And the thing is, there's always going to be imbalances in life. That's how life is. But a wellness journey to me is really an intentional pursuit of alignment and harmony, sustainability, and ease. And a perfectly balanced life is really just not possible because there are too many moving parts in our lives and our lives are impacted always by external factors such as other people, such as society. So we're just not in a bubble. 
And you might be moving forward in one area of your life, such as finances, and maybe you feel like that's a really strong area for you, but then you're regressing in another area, maybe such as rest. And then in a third area, you might be completely stagnant, maybe in terms of mindset, but you're working hard on your career. So you see, it can be all over the place. And this is why it's really important to track yourself in these areas. So you can use the tracker in the show notes to track yourself in these different 12 elements and just evaluate where are you feeling stuck? Where are you feeling out of balance? Where are areas that you're happy with and where are areas that you feel like you need to work on? And this information using this tracker is what helps you figure out where do you need to take your own personal wellness journey? And so, you know, if you find areas in your life that do feel off balanced or just not in alignment with what you have for yourself, I want you to think about how does this show up in other areas of your life? So for instance, maybe you're unhappy with um, your job. Is it impacting other areas of your life? Maybe you're stressed and your face is breaking out and you have acne, right? So try to see if you can connect the dots. Sometimes this is a little hard to do on your own. And so you can always talk with a friend. You could talk with a therapist. You could talk with a coach because sometimes you need to talk it out. And as you're saying it out loud, the awareness comes and you start to connect the dots. As always, when we're practicing disruptive wellness, we're starting with our mindset so we can make those mental shifts and reframe our thinking. Now, a lot of people have limiting beliefs around wellness, such as wellness is only about physical health, such as yoga or tongue scraping, cold plunges. And maybe you feel like you eat well or work out regularly, so you don't need to focus on mental wellness. And again, we're looking at it from a holistic perspective. So it's not just about the physical. It's not just about the mental. It's not just about the emotional. It's not just about the spiritual. It's looking at how all aspects come together and really impact one's overall well-being. For a lot of people, I know that uh, wellness is sometimes seen as a barrier because of money. And this one really bugs me because I truly don't think that mental wellness needs to cost you a penny. And to be honest, neither does physical wellness, at least not for a large part of it. And when we look on social media, a lot of things are always pushed for wellness that you have to spend money on, whether it's yoga or Pilates or Legree classes or organic food or essential oils or spa treatments. And so people sometimes feel like if they don't have the financial resources, that these things are inaccessible to them and therefore they are not able to participate in their own wellness journey. And that is just simply not true. Nature is right there for all of us to enjoy. We can enjoy free air, free trees, free water, and nature grounds us and brings such a healing presence that can assist us in our wellness journeys. There are healthy foods that you can buy that don't have to be organic because organic is a whole different topic that I won't get into, but we can think about how consumerism and capitalism and marketing and power relations are really impacting who benefits from that. And you know what? I won't even get into that topic. It's a whole different topic. And maybe you are not limited financially and you want to spend a whole bunch of money on different wellness products. You do you, boo, whatever works for you. But just know you do not have to, okay? There is no requirement that says wellness requires you buying products because wellness is about a state of mind. It's about a state of being. So you could have 
all the products in the world from all these great brands. They could be organic. They could be five star. They could be fair trade. They could be whatever you want them to be. If you are not at a point where your mindset recognizes your self-awareness, your self-worth, the value you bring to the world, and if you're not showing up authentically and fully and joyfully, no amount of products is going to help you, okay? Other people think, well, you know what? They don't need to look at a wellness journey because they don't even know what it is. And I get that because I didn't really know what it was either. And the great thing about a wellness journey is it's what it is for you. It's about your own growth and development that supports your overall well-being. So really, wellness is for every single person, regardless of age, fitness level, um, background, career. It doesn't matter. It's about finding the things that work for you and adapting them to suit your unique circumstances. And wellness is not about perfection, okay? It's actually just about the small things, the small habits that you can intentionally do and that you can improve on over time. It does not need to be 100%. You And again, we're looking at different areas. So I personally have zero interest in eating perfectly healthy at all times. Why? Because I love food and I love my belly entirely too much. And I want to eat things that bring me joy without restrictions or checking labels or ingredients all the time. But can I eat with a conscious mind and try to include certain food groups and be balanced in supplements, et cetera, et cetera? Yes, I can do that too. Okay. But it's not about fully committing to a particular practice or always doing this or always being gluten-free or always, um, having organic or always having, um, whatever the things are. I don't even know because it's so far removed from the way I live my lifestyle, but it's just about like, and if that's the thing you want to do, if you want to do those things, you go do them, but don't feel pressured. Do it because you want to, because you think it's best for you, because it feels good for you, because it aligns with the vision you have for yourself. But don't do it because you saw people doing it on social media and they made you feel like you should do that or that you had to do that. Okay, really tap into that self-awareness of how can you move the needle forward for your own life and your own well-being. And your version of wellness does not need to look like TikToks or Instagrams. Make choices that are in alignment with your goals and values. Do what feels good for you and moves you close to the vision you have for your life. And please, I encourage you, disrupt the narratives out there of what wellness is and add your own definition. This entire podcast is about mental wellness, empowerment, personal development, self-help, all that kind of jazz. And I really want you to think outside the box. There are no parameters, really. And I've talked about some strategies before of how you can focus on your wellness, but there are always more. So with my clients, we move through my signature program, and this program is called Me First. It's a transformative three-step approach that's designed to ignite your mental wellness lifestyle, and it helps you prioritize your well-being and embrace a journey of self-discovery, self-care, and self-empowerment. It helps you prioritize your well-being and embrace a journey of self-discovery, self-care, and empowerment. And it allows you to take charge of your mental health and create a lifestyle that nourishes your mind, body, and soul. And this is not a run-of-the-mill course. It's a one-to-one coaching program 
where we focus on your specific situation and your needs, and we work through particular challenges and customize a wellness plan that works for you. And this is only for people who are ready to move themselves from the back burner to VIP, because hey, you know you're worth it. If this does resonate with you, you can join me first and step into a life where your well-being takes center stage. You can book a free call to learn more. The link is in the show notes. But let's just say you don't want coaching. There are some other things you can do. Number one, always, always, always is starting with self-awareness. Self-awareness is the foundation of building your resilience and your emotional intelligence. So you need to take time to really understand your emotions, your triggers, the way you act, what impacts your behavior, okay? And then this allows you, once you have gotten that level of awareness, you know how to respond. Also, healthy communication. It's really important that you can express your thoughts and your feelings and your needs in a way that is assertive and respectful and clear. So communicating openly about your emotions helps them to not be bottled up and for you to be frustrated and feel like you don't have a voice. Everybody has a voice and they need to feel confident in sharing the things that are in their mind and on their hearts with other people. The next thing is being aware of the critical thoughts that you have in your own mind and challenging them. We all have negative self-talk and we we say it over and over and over and over again. You really have to challenge those thoughts and you have to replace them with more compassionate and supportive thoughts and statements to yourself. So you've got to talk positive to yourself. You've got to be kind to yourself and say things that are going to promote your own confidence and your own belief in yourself. And this is just directly tied to having self-compassion. Like we are all just people trying to do our best, hopefully, on this planet. Okay, so you got to treat yourself with the same kindness, the same grace, the same understanding and support that you would give to another friend, especially if they're going through maybe a challenging situation. Understand for yourself, you might also be going through a challenging situation. And again, you are not a machine. You are just a person. Give yourself compassion. And just think about how can you grow? Because having a growth mindset, that's really important. A growth mindset is going to support your resilience. It's going to help you learn from your mistakes or adapt to challenges and obstacles that kind of come up in your life. So I want you to embrace challenge and rather than avoid challenges, see them as an opportunity for growth and learning. Always ask yourself, even when things go wrong, even when there's mistakes, even when there's setbacks, just ask yourself, what is the lesson here? What am I supposed to learn? What is what is the universe or what is this experience trying to teach me? And how can I make sure that I use this information to move me forward in life? For today's call to action, I want you to journal for seven days this week, right before you to go to bed. And don't worry, you only have two questions to answer. And the first one is, which of the 12 elements feels off balance for you? Again, you can use the tracker in the show notes to help you, especially if you're a person who likes visuals. The second question is, and you're only going to actually fill this question out on day seven, so it's even easier for you. Based on how I felt this week, which element is the top priority for me to address right away? And a bonus question, if you will, is what is at risk if you don't address it? And this bonus question is so important because, again, 
what might you lose? Might your relationship be at risk? Your health be at risk? Your sanity and mental health be at risk? Your loved ones be at risk? Your finances be at risk? What is at risk if your wellness is off? And the more areas that your wellness is off in, when you fill out the tracker, you'll see the more difficulty you are going to have in life. And I never want you to feel like, oh my gosh, everything is off balance. I can never move forward. You can always move forward. You just need to know you have to have a starting point and a direction. That is all you need, my friend. You cannot take care of everyone else, give nonstop, and neglect yourself in the process. Your cup will run empty. So it's your responsibility to fill it. And it's never too late to put yourself first and prioritize your wellness. It's not selfish. It's responsible. And everyone else around you will only benefit from your actions. You deserve to thrive and live a meaningful, full, balanced, and joyful life. I invite you to say today's affirmation with me. My thoughts and actions consistently support my well-being. Prioritizing my wellness is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. In closing, I hope you see why mental wellness is just as important as physical wellness and why we need to look at wellness from a holistic perspective and consider all 12 elements. And I hope that you find ways that you can pursue your own wellness journey and see what areas you particularly might need to focus on first. Let me know what's working for you and I'd love to hear other tips that you might have and let's continue to co-learn together and redefine as a group, as a society, as a resistance, how do we think about wellness and how do we disrupt it? If this episode resonated with you, please leave me five stars and recommend it to a friend. It's a sign for me that someone out there is actually listening to these episodes and it lets me know it's making a difference. My weekly wellness letter has wellness tips, blog posts, inspirational quotes, and other things to support you on your wellness journey. The link is in the show notes. This podcast is brought to you by Captivate, best podcasting platform. If you want to start a podcast, you can start a free trial by clicking the link in the show notes. Until next time, continue to serve yourself, your loved ones, and your community from a full cup.